Some Pacific countries are questioning the benefits of the seasonal worker schemes in Australia and New Zealand. In the year to June 2023, 48,000 people left the island nations to participate in the schemes. But Pacific leaders in Samoa, Vanuatu and Fiji have expressed concern. Samoa's Prime Minister Fiami Naomi Mata'afa says countries such as hers shouldn't be seen merely as outposts which grow labourers for developed countries. Caleb Fotheringham has more. In January this year, Samoa's government passed its seasonal worker program, concerned by the loss of skilled labour, worker welfare and social problems associated with the schemes. Now the country is introducing a cap on the number of workers it sends to New Zealand and Australia. Samoa's Trade Commissioner, Va'atu Itu'i Apiti Meredith, says they have caused some negative economic impacts. Before, it was only New Zealand that had caps per annum of the number of workers they can bring in to New Zealand, but now we are introducing a cap ourselves. Samoa's new policy, which is still being finalised, will prioritise those not in paid work. Those vulnerable communities are the ones that don't have the access to employment. They're basically like the unemployed or the unemployable. The number of Pacific Island seasonal workers coming to Aotearoa has doubled in the last decade and has jumped by almost a third in the last three years. Part of the new government's coalition agreement shows it will increase the cap, but by an unspecified amount. That's a call by the New Zealand government themselves in terms of their needs. Based on our needs, we need to cap so that we retain some of our own productive sector personnel back home. Senior Massey University lecturer Dr Api Morvenor told Nine to Noon remittances were hitting record highs in Fiji, but it has come at a social cost. He says villages are being emptied of workers. We are separating fathers from their children. In some instances, uh, children are left uh, with their grandparents or other relatives to be able to allow for both parents to travel on these skills. Massey's co-director of Pacific Research, Professor Regina Scavens, also told Night to Noon about one-fifth of Vanuatu's and Samoa's productive male workforce has left for New Zealand or Australia. That means there's not maths teachers in some classrooms. That means there's mechanics missing from workshops, uh, bank tellers, gone farmers, not there producing food. So it has huge impacts. Imagine if 20% of New Zealand's productive population went offshore. Dr Morvenor says it's the big country's responsibility to address the problems. They have the money, they have the expertise, and it is in their interest to invest in Pacific Islanders and to listen to what Pacific Island leaders are saying. Because what they're saying is there is a problem here. Meanwhile, two in-depth reports into Pacific Labour schemes says overall they have had a positive impact. The studies conducted by the World Bank and the Australian National University interviewed more than 2,000 workers from Kiribati, Tonga and Vanuatu. Tongan workers can earn about four times what they would back home, and even Vanuatu can earn up to ten times more. One of the co-authors, Zhang Dorn, recommends New Zealand should model Australia to allow Pacific workers to stay longer. The contract duration is one to four years, and our view is, given the large benefit of this scheme, especially in, in economic terms, something similar could be introduced in New Zealand context as well, because, as you know, the RSE is only for seasonal works, and the contract is less than a year. Ms Dawn says the schemes also improved worker relationships with their families, largely because it removed a lot of stress surrounding money.